Hello again. I have another tale for you today. A tale of a young man who gets involved in matters on the upper side of the city. But make no mistake, the upper side of the city can be just as dangerous as the lower side. This is the story of Andron, a young man who has just run away from the only home he's ever known. And he's looking for a job. So you, you arrive here at the, uh, the goods and supply docks. You've been working on the ship, but they are, they're finishing their run and they're heading out. Uh, they won't need any extra help on the way back. So they're kind of like, well, this is where you get off. And it's, uh, it's probably midday. It's very busy. There's a lot of people moving back and forth here in this dock area. The first thing that kind of sticks out to you is that right in front of the docks, there's just a row of taverns. People are going in and out. You can see some of them seem to be frequented a little bit more by sailors. Some of them are a little bit more dock workers. Um, you see others that are kind of mixes. Um, one appears to be like a guards tavern where they're all uh, they're all going in and out there. And then further into the city, there are bigger buildings off to your left. There appear to be a bunch of they almost look like mini forts uh, kind of lined up in rows. Whereas to your right, there's a there's a city wall, and beyond the city wall, you can't really see anything um, in that direction. I would assume since I don't, I I just gotten off the ship. I got paid whatever I got paid. Uh, I'm sort of looking at the these few coins that I'm holding, and I'm thinking to myself, so hmm, where do I go now? Check to see the the taverns. I'm like, hmm, I guess I'm a sailor. I say, question questioning myself, and as I start walking towards one of the uh, the ones where sailors seem to... Sure. Um, yeah, you kind of follow the flood of, uh, of sailors, and you know you can tell by how they're dressed, kind of how they carry themselves. And so you head over. The tavern looks like it was probably built in layers, like it was built, and then it was destroyed, and then it was rebuilt, and there's still some, some older sections and then some newer sections. It looks like most recently... Um, there's, there's a spot on the roof that looks almost brand new, while the rest of the roof, roof is rather older. Um, and also, the, the inn is sitting, the, the inn and tavern here is sitting in, in a little bit of a depression. And as you come up, there's a sign um, staked out in front that says that this is the sunken roadhouse. You know, there are sailors and stuff. It looks, uh, this being midday, it's not completely full. Um, probably three quarters full of, of people getting meals and eating and kind of a few sailors off in the corner who look like they don't have jobs drinking heavily. All right. Yeah, I'm guess I'm sort of peeking in through the window, just sort of getting a, a view on the situation like uh well, definitely sailors. Uh, and then I sort of uh, as I see one of the like a group entering, I'll just sort of follow in behind them trying to make myself like not very obvious. Sure. Uh, so you, you follow this, this group in, um, you kind of recognize a, a couple of them. Maybe some of them were from the ship that you were on, you know, temporary help as well. And you, uh, as they go in the door, you kind of slip in behind them and, uh, looking around, you know, there's a lot of people talking. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like there are any fights going on. It's, it's not like a dangerous place, but there is definitely like the group kind of quickly splits and you see that they're like going to people they know you're kind of, you're kind of left there. Yeah, without anyone without anyone you really like really recognize um and behind the bar is a dwarf who's uh running around kind of fetching drinks and occasionally bringing in uh like ladles of stew from the back for people who have ordered meals yeah i'm just gonna be sort of st stood here having a little bit of a 
like a small panic, like, oh shit, where, where'd everyone go? Uh, and then I'll just sort of, uh, just sort of uh, looking around, just sort of uh, checking out everything, maybe staring a little bit too much, right. like a few people, but I'll, I'll uh, eventually make my way over to the bar. Sure. And when you do, you notice about halfway to the bar that he's been watching you. And when you get over, he's like, ah, you new in town? I, I point to myself like, uh, me? Yeah, uh, you. You walking uh, in here looking all wide-eyed and new. Well, I guess you got me there. I'm, I'm fairly new. I just got off one of the boats uh, here like half an hour ago. Ah, well, five copper pieces. I'll give you something to drink and something to eat. You give me seven, I might give you a lead on a job, too. Oh, I toss my gold coin. I always accept tips. I'll be right back. And he kind of uh, he kind of goes in the back. And uh, you haven't your character hasn't traveled that much, right? No, and yeah, like very, very sheltered, like sure, all, almost too much. So he uh, he comes back out with a uh, with a ladle and a bowl, and he, he kind of ladles the stew into the bowl, and he sits it down in front of you, and he's like, "That's been uh, that's been over the fire for the last twenty years. It's very good." And then he uh, he passes over a mug of ale as well. Yeah, I, uh, I sort of grab grab the mug sniff the ale and I'm like I'm more of a wine person myself I sort of think to myself right as as of like you know the church I've been drinking a lot of wine if anything but I I guess I will sort of start sipping this ale tasting it a little bit put put the mug down and I like start eating and I guess I'm very uh, I'm like very well taught in etiquette and manner (laughs) and that kind of thing so it might look out of place, like I, I'm, I'm like sitting straight, I'm like eating slowly and very like careful not to spill anything. Yeah. So um, you're sitting there, you're you're eating very properly, you're you're drinking, no crumbs on the bar, nothing like that. And as you look around, it slowly kind of dawns on you. Nobody's watching you. Like nobody has their eyes specifically on you. Um, they all seem they all seem kind of busy with their own business. And, and this is a little bit of a new experience for you, being used to kind of being the center of attention. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh, this is a I'm, place where they just don't seem to care. Yeah, I'm just sort of eating, and then I, I, I might spill some of the soup on, on like my clothes, and I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to scold me. Then uh, <laughs> look around, and no one is giving a, any form of fucks. Nope. So I'm just, I'm just there, like, oh, well. Uh, sort of a, a bit more jolly this time, sort of a letting my shoulders hang a little bit as I start going to town on this bowl. As you're kind of nearing the end, uh, the bartender comes back over and he's like, so I assume from the way that you paid me that you'd also like some lead on some works, maybe? Much appreciated. I don't have uh, that much money left and a job or two might be. Well, do you have any, do you have any special skills? Uh, I, I sort of, I, I am a little bit and, uh, well, I, I, I got this here, and I sort of point to the longsword on my back, like the longsword and shield. I also know a little bit of magic. Oh, wow. That definitely comes in handy. A lot of this lot in here don't have anything. So uh, <clears throat> you got a leg up there. Um, there's, uh, there's a couple jobs open right now. Um, there's, uh, there's always openings in the, uh, the warehouse district for, uh, for guards. There's a rumor something might be going down tonight, so several of the warehouses are, are hiring extra extra guards. 
Um, or if you would prefer, the uh, the nobles are always looking for magical help. Um, if you think you can look nice enough and fit in up on the hill. You say magical help. Could you elaborate a little bit? Ah, well, it depends on what you're good at, but um, sometimes it's simple stuff like kids' birthday parties. Sometimes it's more complicated like uh, bodyguard or healer work. Um, it all depends on what you're good at, of course. I nod, I nod as I sort of uh, finishing the bowl. I sort of push it away as I start sipping this ale more. Yeah, you probably shouldn't go up there if you're thinking about if you're good at like raising ghosts and skeletons and stuff. They're probably not going to be into that. Well, I, I imagine I'm not I'm not I'm not one to raise the dead. I it, it is not my kind of thing. <clears throat> well, you'll probably do fine. Um, you just let me know uh, what kind of thing you'd like, and I'll uh, I'll get back to you with a contact. I know. Thanks. Thanks. I say as I sort of start leaning back in my chair, holding my mug. Yeah, and I start thinking what might be the best, and I, I, I like bounce uh, the uh, the two requests back and forth in my head, like uh, working for nobles, well, uh, or working for some other dock workers. Uh, uh, I let the thought bounce around, and then I sort of put down my mug, uh, and I wave the dwarf over. Yeah, you made a decision. Uh, uh, sort of, uh, you, you said something might go down tonight, uh. There's rumors, uh, one of the merchant companies is gonna raid one of the other merchant companies or something. Oh, well, I, I sort of scratched my neck. Well, uh, I wouldn't want to get into trouble, uh, first thing I do, so I'd probably rather do see if I got anything going on with the, the nobles then. Yeah, uh, you're smarter than a lot of this lot. I think a lot of them are going to be headed to the warehouse district tonight. Uh, yeah, so I need you to uh, to head up the hill, All and right. uh, there'll be uh, so as as you head up toward the toward the hill. And obviously, when you came in, the the plateau kind of dominated the whole left side of your vision. He's like, as you as you head up, uh, you'll see the you'll see the dam, the the upper gate up there, and just below it is a market. You want to go to that market. You'll want to look for uh, the representative of the Aki family. Uh, this representative have a name? Yes, he does. His name is Ineva. All right. Uh, he takes care of hiring. They've been looking for more help recently. So uh, that's probably a good lead for you. Uh, head up to the market. Um, you'll see, the, you'll see the, the help wanted stall. Just head over there. Ask for Ineva. Tell him that uh, Magmal sent you. Ah, well, thank you, good Mr. Dwarf. I say, oh. I, I stand up. I, gi I give him a, a little bit of a, uh, like a nod, bow, sort of kind of like a, uh, leaning my torso a little bit forward, very uh, inofficial sort of bow. He, uh, he, uh, he looks kind of awkward, and then he's like, well, I'm always nice to those that tip me well. I'll be sure to come back. I'd appreciate that. Uh, I sort of start leaving, and then I sort of turn back around, and I finish my ale, and then I leave. Um, yeah, and you head back out. You have kind of a new sense of purpose. Uh, you turn to your right, and uh, you start walking. It's it's a slight slope. Uh, it's pretty flat down here by the shore. Um, but you walk up. You see the uh, you see the buildings with the uh, the dockmasters and everything. And you walk past those, and you kind of wind your way through the warehouse district. 
which is very easy to navigate because it's laid out with these big squares between these what look like, again, little mini fortresses almost. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll, I'll, I'll look at them in uh, a little bit of awe, like just sort of, well, these are warehouses. What do they keep in here? <laughs> they're, they're quite impressive. And, and as you're walking through there, you know, you see, you see uh, wagons kind of going in and out of some of these places, loading, unloading. Some of them look like uh, a bunch of stuff is being loaded into them. Some of them are being loaded out and uh, going down to the docks to be shipped off to other places. And so uh, after making your way through the warehouse district, you end up in a, a rather nice marketplace. This is probably the nicest part of the city that you've seen so far. It's, uh, it's kind of open, and it's laid out, and it's, it's obvious, and it's clear. I mean, I'll, I'll sort of walk in there knowing not where I'm headed, so I'll just sort of uh, walk up to one of the, the closer stalls, like, uh, hey, excuse me. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, do you know where I could uh, find the, uh, the representative for the Aki family, uh, Eneva? Uh, yes, um... About three stalls uh, north of here, and uh, two stalls to the east. Uh, you'll see a big, uh, big red sign. It says uh, "Help Wanted." He'll, uh, he'll be in there. All right, thank you. And then I'll, uh, I'll head off to look for this stall. Yeah, and following the directions, um, again, everything is is laid out very nicely. It's uh, clear. The streets here are clean. In the warehouse district, there was some some dirt and some trash kind of laying around, but this is this is absolutely pristine. Um, the blocks, the the paving stones are much more neatly laid out. And indeed, there is a, a rather large stall here, sort of in the middle, with a big "Help Wanted" sign. And as you walk up to it, you can actually see uh, different family names on on different stalls in this building. Um, and one of them is very obviously labeled Aki. Uh, I'll I'll sort of look around, spot the name, and I sort of walk up to it, sort of shifting my my attention between like the person at the stall and like the name to make sure that I'm heading in the right direction. Um, and as you approach, he kind of looks at you and he's like, "Are you uh, looking for someone in specific?" Uh, well, uh, Magmal sent me here to meet uh, Eneva. Might, might that be you? That indeed it is. Um, and uh, what special skills might you have that Magma would have thought you worthy of my attention? Uh, well, I can do magic. Not, I'm not a, like a full-blown wizard. Yeah, and then I sort of look down to my, my gear wearing chainmail and I got a sword and shield. Uh, but I... I do have a, a, a few magical tricks. Well, um, very well. What, uh, what kind of school of magic, what, what type of magic, so that I can see if we have a specific place for you? Well, I, I can do a, a fair few things, I say. I, I guess I would be more suited for, uh, for fighting close quarters combat, you could say. Oh, um, so a little bit of bodyguard work, perhaps. It might suit me very well. Very well. I think uh, I think I have just the position for you. You'll need to sign a contract, of course. Uh, how how long were you looking to to have a job here? Well, uh, a while. I don't have anything else to do, so 
how long does the the contract usually contracts usually usually last? Oh, we have a we have a wide range. We have ten day contracts. We have thirty day contracts, and then we have year or multi year contracts. If that's the kind of thing that you're more interested in. Say, if I were to pick a thirty day contract, and at the end of these thirty days, could I renew it? Oh yes, of course, of course. That is that is one of our options. We can we can add that. We can make it a renewable contract uh, based on your choice. So, um, thirty days of work as a bodyguard. If we put you there, that will be yes, yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so we could pay you approximately uh, three hundred gold for that. Uh, I look at him. Yeah, that, and I'm, I start nodding. And of course, your room and board is provided for you while you are under our employ. So all of that money will be yours to spend as you see fit. None of it will be taken. I nod. Very well. Very well. Uh, and he kind of reaches reaches back to some shelves. And you can see they've got several already pre-made contracts. And he pulls one out and then uh, another couple pieces of paper. And he's like, very well. If you could put your name on these uh, and then I'll have someone take you up... Uh, Take you up to the manor. All right. Uh, like he hands me the the pen, and I'll just sort of skim through the contract really quickly. It it yeah. says it says basically what he said that it says um, they're not going to pay any any benefits if you die, um, but if you survive, they'll pay you the full amount. They'll feed and give you a uniform while you work for them. Uh, yeah, I ask him through it, make sure there's there's nothing like super shady about it, and uh, I'll just sign my name sure um <clears throat> he's like very well uh in about 10 minutes i have a servant coming down to see if i found anyone they'll take you uh they'll take you back up through the upper gate and uh we'll get you settled into your quarters and uh connected with your uh your charge as it were uh thank you very much um <clears throat> And if you need an advance on any of your pay for whatever reason, you can talk to the uh, house merchant and they'll be able to give that to you, although you will have to justify why you need it. Of course, of course, I say it. And then I sort of start looking for a place to sit and there, if there's like a nearby bench, I'll just go and sit down there and sort of twiddle my thumbs for about 10 minutes. Yeah, there are there are definitely some benches nearby um, that you can that you can sit on and you can watch. And here, um, again, nobody is really paying attention to you. Maybe one or two kind of glance at you as they walk by. But the people here definitely carry themselves very differently than they do down on the docks. They're a lot more formal. Um, you notice more polite interaction going on. They're not bumping into each other and things. Yeah. All right. And uh, also, I'll just sort of uh, sit there, like, wow, this is this is very different. It's a what? It's a wide a variety of of peoples and races as well. Um, yeah. Well, it wasn't this kind of crazy back a cracker from. I'll I'll sort of start looking like uh, I'll scan some people. Notice that they might not like walk around in chainmail and all that, and I sort of look down on my own clothes. I'll see that there's still that spill from before. And I'll just use prestigitation to remove it. Uh, and your use of magic draws no, like no attention. Um, you see, you see a few people walking around with some sort of armor. Um, some of them appear to be bodyguards. Some of them appear to be town guards. 
Um, but for the most part, the people who are shopping and selling here are just dressed in simple, simple but very well taken care of clothing. And about 10 minutes later, um, <clears throat> uh, a, a, young, a young man, probably about 11 or 12, uh, comes up to you and he's like, I'm supposed to take you uh, up to the hill to the Aki Manor? Oh, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll stand up. I'll sort of dust off. Do you, dust myself off a little bit. Do you have any things for me to carry, or is this everything? Uh, I'll just look at look at my the things I'm carrying, like my backpack, my my sword and shield, my like that's the only thing I got. Oh, no, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, uh, follow me. And he kind of uh, just starts walking, and the the town begins to slope strongly over the course of the market um, until you finally reach the upper gate. And this is a this is a strong, very well fortified gate. Uh, the towers on this gate are similar to the towers up on the large fortress on the plateau, and the gate is massive um, and heavy. And as you walk through, everything kind of changes. Um, whereas the market was fairly busy here, it's a lot quieter. There's not a lot of people on the streets. Um, Probably the most people you see are soldiers moving from the fortress down to the lower part of the town. Um, but as you're taken over here into uh, into the area of, of mansions and things, there's just, you know, there's a couple people kind of walking around. Um, the large building in the center seems to be very busy. But you're, uh, you're taken around, and these, these are probably the most fantastic buildings you have ever seen. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of walking over like, oh, damn. Even compared to the temples you've seen, these are truly huge buildings. Um, and finally, you're stopped. Uh, he stops in front of one. And he's like, uh, all right, follow me inside. We're going to get you uh, your uniform and your instructions and, uh, and all of that, okay? I give him a nod. And uh, he brings you up to a side door. And there's a... Uh, there's a very uh, formal looking, uh, uh, she looks like she might have some elf blood in her, but it's not strong. Um, and uh, she looks at the boy and, and she's like, so uh, what's this one? And he's like, uh, I never sent him up to be a bodyguard. She's like, very well. Uh, if you would continue uh, down this hallway Take the second right, and that will take you to the guard quarters, and they will outfit you there. Give her a silent nod. Um, and at this point, the boy leaves you, and she's she gives him some orders to run off and do other things. Um, the inside of this hallway, even though you're in the servants' quarters, again, very nice, very well taken care of, absolutely spotless. Um, and uh, And as you walk in... There's, it's kind of an awkward situation because you, you turn and you walk into this room and it's a practice room and there are people like sparring and fighting and stuff, but there doesn't seem to be like any one person for you to talk to. Like everyone seems busy. Yeah. All right. Uh, like every, everyone, like people are talking, fighting and all that. I'll just sort of uh, stand by the door for a little bit and uh, trying to make eye contact with anyone like... Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's uh, it's a couple of minutes. Um, it's probably about three or four minutes, and then uh, finally somebody kind of makes eye contact with you, and uh, 
then uh, kind of stops their sparring and, and gestures over to the side of the room. And you see a, uh, uh, an elf kind of stand up from a bench where he was sitting and, and look, and the, the person points at you, and then he kind of nods, and they go back to sparring. He, he winds his way around the room, and as he gets to you, he's like, So, why are you here? Uh, bodyguard. Oh, very well. Um, <clears throat> come with me. And then, uh, as he passes a couple of the, a couple of the, uh, sparring pairs, he's like, you, you're doing better. Work on that defense. Uh, you two, you can stop for now, but we'll continue when I get back. And, uh, he's just kind of giving instructions as he walks through the room. He gets to yeah, the other yeah. side. Yeah. I'm getting, uh, like getting the feeling that this guy is probably in charge. Yeah. 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 And he uh, he opens the door and he kind of he kind of eyes you for a second and then he uh, he goes in and there are there are racks of uh, of the the house colors which you've seen. And uh, he gets a he gets a uniform out and he holds it up and he's like, "Yeah, this should be about your size. Uh, I see you've got your own weapons and armor. You can keep those and use them. We won't issue you any. Uh, if you need some because yours break, Please come. We'll issue uh, one set. You'll have to pay for any extras after that. Uh, you get one set of clothing. Please make sure it's washed at least twice a week. Um, and then uh, uh, quarters are going to be uh, just down the hall there. There's only one door. You can't miss it. Uh, put your things on an empty bed. And uh, and then uh, come back out here. And uh, we'll see about getting you uh, set up with your actual job. Uh, take your time. It doesn't have to be quick. Just uh, as long as you're done before dinner. That's probably when we'll introduce you to your charge. All right. I'll uh, I'll, I'll just sort of take the clothing, give him like a slight nod, and then uh, head over to the like the, the common rooms. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's right. Like there's a little hallway there, but it opens uh, into this room that has the kind of the room is like shaped like a U. And you're entering it from the top. Um, so the hallway kind of goes down. And then the room cuts off to the right and the left. And uh, <clears throat> there, are, there are several empty beds um, in several different parts of the room. You can pick one that, that seems best for you. And uh, there's, a, there's, of course, a, a trunk at the foot of the bed that you can put your things in. Uh, any things that you want to store. and uh, And then... Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably just sort of try to find a, a bed that's not like in the center, but not in the, like not at the edge either. So just uh, somewhat close to the edge, but like two, three beds from the sure. wall. Sure. Sure. And you know, just sort of toss my backpack on the, uh, on the on the bed. Sort of go through it, see if I need anything on on me. Uh, just sort of, uh, like, I don't need this, put it in the trunk, don't need this, do need this, sort of put it in one of my pouches. Uh, yeah, that should be it. I close the bag, the bag and sort of put, like, also put it in the trunk. Uh, and like, it, it's all very neatly put in and like, uh, it's not just tossed in there. I, I've like organized everything in there. I close the trunk. I look to the uh, 
the clothes he gave me and sort of check out the the colors the emblem if there is one it's uh yeah there's there's a you know there's kind of a family crest um and it's made big enough to fit like kind of over your armor and whatever else yeah. you might be wearing yeah. Um, yeah i would assume that and uh it actually fits very well it appears that he's a pre- pretty good judge of uh of sizes yeah and i'll also uh, uh, sort of uh, like take my sword off of my back as I've usually got it like sort of because uh, I know it's been more like appropriate and uh, stuff like that to have your scabbard at your side sure so just just sort of hang it off my waist yeah my she my shield I'll just uh, like keep that on my back and then like sort of well uh, is there a mirror in here uh, yes, actually, there are a couple that you can kind of go to. All right, yeah, I'll just sort of stand in front of a mirror, yeah, like, sort of check it out, make sure there are no, like, creases anywhere, everything's, like, nice and tidy, Take taking, like, five minutes or something to just sort of do all of this, and then just sort of, uh, all right, guess I'm done, and I'll uh, head back to the sparring room. Um, as you come out, People now, obviously, like word of you and the new arrival has spread. So as you walk out of the hallway, everyone kind of stops and looks at you for a second. And uh, the elf comes over and he's like, you're looking good. Uh, my name is Belril. You can call me Bell for short. Who might you be? Uh, my name is Andrin. All right, Andrin. So uh, what we need you to do is we need you to guard uh, the, the uh, lady of the house. Um, we've had a rash of uh, thefts recently in the neighborhood, and uh, we're just looking—we're just looking uh, for the house to feel more safe. You know how it can be. So, uh, <clears throat> if you would, uh, if you would, um, we'll uh, we'll take you in and we'll introduce you to uh, to her ladyship. You will attend her at. Uh, any essentially any time when she's not here in the manor, uh, she will send for you to go out, and then anything that uh, happens to her out there will, of course, be your responsibility uh, to deal with. Um, she insists on only having one. Um, if you would, uh, if you would, for right now, uh, maybe let's do a little sparring to see how competent you are, and decide if I need to send anybody secretly to trail her as well. All right, sure. Uh, let's just uh, let's. Should I keep this on? I say it's a sort of gesture to the the thing. It's all oh, nice now. My yes. Um, dirty. You can you can slip that off. Um, we usually just wear our practice clothes in here. Uh, some of these fools like to keep it on, but then they just have to wash it after. And as you look around, you do see that there are some people who are wearing their theirs, but also some who are not. I'll take mine off and I'll fold it neatly and like place it on a chair. Well, and I assume I won't be needing this either. I sort of take my sword off. No, no. Uh, just grab one of the practice ones from the rack there. Sort of look over, find one that's sort of the appropriate length for what I'm used to. Sort of swing it around, notice that it's a little bit, it, it's probably a little bit lighter than what I'm used to. Yeah. So uh, he's like, well, let's, uh, let's just do some practice hits really quick. Why don't you uh, go ahead and take a swing at me and, and see, how, uh, see how you are. Uh, I, I like sort of uh, get like in a uh, sort of take 
take my shield out and get get like ready and then I I stop. Uh, am I allowed to use any magic? Uh, as long as you don't uh, seriously injure me, we have we have healers here that can that can do things. All right. You do uh, notice uh, you do notice as you ask <clears throat> that question and as he answers, actually one of the people from the sparring pairs like kind of starts to move over in your direction and kind of stand off to the side to watch you. All right, uh, and then I get get like into position again. I like. All right. Uh, is like, does he take any any form of stance? Yeah, he's in he's in kind of a basic uh, defensive stance. You know, he's he's going to be wary. Uh, he's ready for this sparring, but at the same time, neither of you are using real weapons. And yeah, we're and, sort of, yeah, so more more relaxed than one would be in this kind of situation. Otherwise. Right. So go ahead and do uh, whatever you want to do, I guess. Make an attack, do a spell, something like that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just sort of uh, look at him for a few moments, sort of uh, eyeing him. Uh, are there any torches or uh, anything, like, in, uh, in this room? Uh, this room is mostly lit by... Uh, there's, a, there's, like, one or two torches kind of off to the side, but most of it appears to be... Um, Little little magical globe light sources. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm just standing there and I'm sort of uh, attempt like trying to uh, figure out what to do, and then I uh, I start casting thaumaturgy to uh, just sort of uh, cast it real quick, and with my thaumaturgy I will call I will make like harmless tremors in the ground, like sort of sort of the room starts shaking a little bit. Sure. Sure. And, and sort of if his attention starts shifting a little bit to whatever is going on, then I'll sort of jump in and attempt to strike at him with my fake longsword. So as the ground starts to shake, you can see out of the, kind of out of the corner of your eye that some of the other combatants are kind of put off for a second. He, he maintains his focus on you, but you see like a slight smile on his face. Uh, and then I'll just attempt to strike him. And, and you do. Um, he uh, he puts up a guard, um, but you kind of you kind of weave your sword around it and manage to score a hit kind of on his chest. Um, and he steps yeah. back and he raises his hands as a sign of uh, to acknowledge the touch. And he's like, "That's good. That's good. I like the way uh, I like the way you did that. Most bandits, most thieves, they're not going to expect that kind of thing. And you'll probably get a uh, you'll probably get the drop on them like that." I can see that you've been taught well. You're uh, you're fighting smart. I give him an awe, and I thank him for the compliment, and then I'll, uh, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll sort of lower my uh, my sword and my shield, sort of just have, have oh. the whole. Oh, you might want to put those back up because now we're gonna see how good you are on defense. All right, I say as I I sort of uh, I don't raise my sword, but I will raise my shield a bit. He uh, he he brings his own sword up, and he hasn't he hasn't been using the shield. He just kind of brings his sword up, so he kind of darts in quickly at you, but you easily knock it aside. As he's coming towards me, I'll just sort of raise my shield and then like be very very ready with another spell, like shield in this case. Sure. Uh, though though noticing that he his his strike is slower and not as uh, as deadly as I thought it might have been i sort of uh i dropped that and just start blocking his sword with my shield yeah and uh and it, it goes you know he he aims several more strikes at you but you managed to to fend him off 
And uh, finally, he steps back and he's like, well, I think you've passed my test. You're better than half the men in here. So uh, we'll get you introduced to the lady tonight. And uh, I think she wants to go down to the market tomorrow, um, possibly with her daughter. So it might, it'll probably be you and another guard um, for that. You think you can handle that kind of thing first off? Uh, we're just going down to Coxtown? Yeah, yeah. Uh, lady's not going to go any further than that, although she may take a trip to the Temple District. We'll see how she feels. I should probably be able to handle that. Well, very good then. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, It's one hour till dinner. Your time is yours to use as you see fit. Uh, just be back here in your uh, in your uniform to be ready for your big appearance. I give him an awe, then I give him a little bit of a bow. Thank him for the the sparring match. He uh, he nods and he 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 also kind of bows, but not as deeply. Um, yeah. To you, I'll 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 put the wooden sword back. I'll reequip my. My actual longsword. I'll put the uh, the vestments on, uh, and then I'll guess I'll be back here in an hour, and I'll uh, I guess I'll just sort of wander around a little bit in the uh, the servants area for about forty five minutes <laughs> until I return here and just sort of wait it out. It's uh it's laid out very logically. Um, you kind of figure out that the guard area is sort of sort of centralized so that the guards can get anywhere in the house very quickly. Um, the house is, is somewhat fortified. Um, there's no walls around it, but there are, um, there are a, a limited number of entrances that can kind of quickly be, be closed off. Um, and, uh, around a couple of them, you see like some scrapes and things like that. Um, but in general, the, the servants quarters are kept very clean um, when you wander by, when you wander by the kitchens, you're offered, uh, kind of a, kind of a, a drink of water and a quick snack if you want it. I'll, 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 I'll take the glass of water though. I'll, uh, I'll kindly refuse the snack saying I'll, I'll <laughs> wait for dinner to taste your wonderful cooking. And, uh, one of the, one of the servants kind of looks up and he's like, it's a good idea. It'll be better then. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nicely laid out since you're wearing the colors. Everybody is, is polite to you. Um, once again, nobody seems super interested in you. You're just a new hire. Um, yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. finally time comes to, uh, head back to the guard room. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll sort of, uh, keep an internal clock and blah. Okay. It's time to go back. And, uh, I'll just sort of, uh, weave my way back the way I came or something like that. If I don't remember the layout, but I guess I do. Yeah. Um, and it's easy. There's multiple, multiple ways to and from, um, that you've kind of gathered as you've walked through. And as you go back in, bell is standing there. And and this time there's probably about 15 guards all kind of lined up in front of him, all wearing their uniforms, all very clean. And he's like, all right, so you know what we're doing. We're making a show. Nobody's going to attack them during dinner, mainly because all the other nobles are also eating dinner, and the thief has never hit during dinner before. Not that the thief has actually caused any problems yet, but you know how they're, you know how they're uh, all nervous and everything. We're going to go in. We're going to introduce Andrin over there, and we're going to stand there. We're going to watch him eat, and then, uh, and then you can all rest for the evening, and we'll take up our posts again tomorrow. 
all of you know what you're doing. Andrin, you're going to be introduced. You're going to stand uh, along the wall behind the lady's chair. And that it is what it is. That's that's your whole job for tonight. It'll probably be pretty boring. That's totally fine. All right. <clears throat> uh, Andrin, you know how to march? Uh, well, uh, that depends. I sort of think back to like, I've never learned how to march. I'm like sort of winging it, but. Well, make your legs move like the guy in front of you. Get at the end of the line and follow us in. All right. And it's not so much like proper marching as it is walking in step. Um, All right. Which you yeah. can figure out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of copy what the guy in front of me is doing. And uh, and there's a, there's a point he leads you to where he opens a door and you immediately move from nice, well-kept, clean hallways to ornate, gilded, very expensive furnishings in these rooms. Um, and uh, he leads you through what seemed to be a couple of sitting rooms and into this massive hall. Um, and there's space in here for many, many tables. But right now, there's just one. Kind of shoved into a corner, almost. Still a good, right. uh, still a good, you know, distance from the wall, but compared to the size of the room, it's in a corner. Uh, and the, uh, the guards all take their positions. Uh, Bell points out to you which one is the lady's chair so you can stand behind it. Um, and uh, about the time everybody gets in place and Bell takes his place kind of behind the head of the table, um, you see several figures walking in from the other side of the hall. And uh, this family, it appears, has, some, has uh, some dark elven heritage some point in their past. Um, they all have kind of a gray tint to their skin tone. Um, the mother <clears throat> has uh, is kind of a, a dark bronze skin color, whereas the father is definitely, uh, definitely darker and more gray. And uh, you see the daughter come in, and she's, got, she's kind of a good, a good mix of the two. And uh, they all take their seats. You notice there are several uh, seats at the table that are empty. And uh, as they all take their seats, Bell steps forward. He's like, Lord, uh, lady, I, uh, I wanted to introduce our new guard to you. Uh, and he points at you. He's like, this is Andrin. Um, lady, uh, he will be attending you uh, whenever you leave the house from now on. I have tested him myself. He is very, very competent. Uh, and uh, I think you'll be glad to have him. He's not big on talking either, so I think that will suit you very well. And he smiles. Um, he smiles really big. Yeah, I'll I'll get I'll give him a bow, but I'll I'll stay quiet. And she turns and she kind of looks you over and she's like, "Yes, I believe he'll be just fine. If I have to have a guard, I might as well have one that looks nice in a uniform and doesn't talk too much." And the, uh, the, the father is like, well, dear, you know, this is just temporary. The, uh, <clears throat> this thief is, is making us all nervous and we just want to make sure that everyone is safe. After all, this could be a plot by another house or the lower classes could even be trying to do something. So we're going to take every, every possibility into account. And that goes for you too, Edge. You have to be safe as well. And he's looking at his daughter, who who seems to be probably in her late 20s. Um, but he's talking to her like she's a child. 
and she just kind of rolls her eyes at him and uh, doesn't say anything. You, uh, you are gestured back to your place by Bell. He kind of takes his place on the wall as well, and uh, they are served their dinner. Um, yes. It's very uh, nice. It's very nice food, and about midway through their eating, you see, uh, you see the lord of the house kind of make a little gesture, and little, little uh, tables are kind of brought over for the guards, and you are fed as well um, with stuff that looks like it looks like it's the uh, kind of the sides, the leftovers of the noble's meal. All right. Uh, I mean, I'll. Uh, does this happen while they're eating, or? Yeah, um, after they, they're they're oh, mostly after. done, and they kind of start to talk to each other. And at that point, he gestures, and then it, it seems like whatever's left over is then brought to you guys. All right, I'll I'll, I'll like look over to Bell. Does he does he stay uh, in his position, or does he go eat? So um, essentially, how it is is there's there's little almost individual tables that the servants bring oh. in and put okay. in front of each of you, and as soon as they're served, the guards start eating. All right, I'll I'll just eat uh, very 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 quietly like just properly and quietly like and, i've been taught and you can see kind of as you're eating um every now and then like the daughter will kind of glance over at at you um but it doesn't seem like a specific interest it's just kind of you're new um yeah. the uh, the lord and the lady utterly ignore their guards and their servants who serve them just completely in their own little world. Um, the the lady seems to be talking about how excited she is to go to the market. They're going to get new dresses for her and Edge, and they're just very excited about this. And uh, you kind of get the impression that she's way more excited about it than Edge is. Before too long, the meal ends, and you are uh, you, you're marched back out. Um, Belle takes you back to the guard room, and as soon as you're inside, he's like, well, that wasn't so bad, was it? Uh, I shake my head. Quite, quite pleasant. All right, so I've just been, I've just received new orders that apparently it's going to be me who goes with you tomorrow because I'm, I have to take care of Edge, uh, which probably means that midway through the day, you're not going to see me or Edge anymore because Edge is going to run off and I'm going to have to go find her. So uh, probably will just be up to you, but I'm sure you'll be fine. I give him a nod. I'll do my utmost. All right, well, uh, you can do whatever you want. Um, I think the rest of us are probably going to turn in. Um, I'll, we'll wake you up in the morning when you're set for. I give him a, a little, little bit of a bow, and then I'll probably head back to the rooms. As you as you walk away, you hear one of the other guards kind of mutter under their breath. They're like, that guy bows a lot. Like, what's with that? I'll, I'll turn around a little bit and I'll look at this guy. <laughs> he kind of, like, stops. And looks kind of awkward for a second, like, oh, he heard me. I'll, I'll turn around and I, I'll sort of uh, walk up to him. It's a customary thanks. And then I give him like a small little bow just to make him feel awkward. And, and, and then I'll. In doing that, like you make him awkward enough that he kind of instinctually bows back before he catches himself. And then it's just he just kind of stands there stiff. I'll, I'll give him a, a slight smile as I head back to the rooms. The, the the all the guards are quiet <laughs> as you as you reach the end of the hall and go through the door what I was thinking is I'm gonna uh, take off like the uh, uh, the vestments fold them up neatly uh, same with my armor and my weapons have them just be by the uh, 
the bed. And then I'll, I'll just sort of lay in the bed with my, like, my common clothes on. I'll, I'll bring out my, my prayer book. I'll open it and uh, it just sort of, uh, in this book, there's just these, uh, these prayers written in, but then I've uh, sort of just scribbled them out and mm. written my own stuff everywhere. So just like, I've been, uh, I'm being a very sort of teenage, I mean, I'm in my teenage rebellious face. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, every night I just find find a new passage and I'll scribble it out and then I'll just write something random in there like, today was nice. Then I'll close it up. I, I'm, I like look through it and uh, like there, there's been a lot of these because every night I do this, scribble out one, write something under it. And it's just all very like this has been going on for a, a very long time. Uh, but after I've done that, I'll put the book back and I'll, uh, I'll, uh, go for an early sleep or an early night. All right. <clears throat> the, the night is peaceful. Um, depending on how used you, how used you are to like kind of sleeping through disturbances. There's a couple guard changes during the night where guards are coming in and going out, but they're, they remain fairly quiet. Yeah, so I mean, I would probably be like uh, uh, not very used to this. So like, I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, sort of, sort of quietly, just sort of open my eyes, sit up a little bit, look around, but then I'll realize I'll, I'll realize that like, oh shit, where am I? Oh, I'm not at the temple. Well, oh yeah, this okay. Yeah, and I'll I'll go back to sleep. Yeah, so you're you know you're you're you uh, you kind of you kind of sleep uh, uh, fitfully. Probably the the last time. It's two to three hours before dawn, as best you can tell. Um, this is the last shift change that's going to happen tonight. As you uh, as you're kind of drifting off, you kind of get the message. You know, maybe the reason you can't sleep is because you're not where you're supposed to be. I'll just sort of, <sighs> and then and then you drift off. Um, yeah. And the next thing you know is uh, Belle is kind of standing over you, gently shaking you. He's like, all right, it's time to get up. Uh, you can stop by the kitchens, get something to eat, get dressed. You've got about half an hour before we head out. I'll, I'll sit up and I'll do this sort of the morning ritual of just sort of p putting all my stuff on, then almost forgetting the vestments. Like, I should get that thing as well. There's a... There's wash basins that are close by for easy access to wash your face, your hair, anything like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll wash my face. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll just soak my hands and then sort of ruffle them through my hair. So my hair is always sort of a bit scruffy looking, mm -hmm. uh, having uh, been used to like having to comb my hair every day has made me resent it. So I'll, I'll I'll like run my wet my wet hands through my hair, uh, and then I'll I'll leave it at that. All right. <clears throat> so uh, the time comes uh, to head out. You, uh, Bell, and you you and Bell walk. Um, he walks you out, kind of to the front of the house, and uh, the lady of the house and uh, their daughter is kind of standing there with some other guards. 
and uh, as you arrive, she's like, all right, well, now that you're here, it's time to go, so please, let's be off. And she just, like, starts walking down the street. Edge kind of rolls her eyes and uh, looks at the two of you, and she sees Belle, and, like, she her face gets immediately less happy, and then she kind of Oof. takes off after, and then the two of you follow. Yeah, just uh, follow behind, being quiet. Um, they uh, they lead you back down uh, the way you came in through the upper gate into uh, into the market, and uh, you can see that uh, you're headed kind of toward the side. Um, the middle of the market seems to be full of kind of stalls and temporary buildings, whereas the outside edges are more permanent um, permanent kinds of stores. As we're heading down this hill, I'll I'll just sort of lean in a little bit to Bell. Uh, I never got the lady's name. Oh, yeah. Um, You'll just, mostly you'll refer to her as lady, but if you need to use her name, her name is Air. I'll I'll give him thanks. And then just stay quiet as we head down. Kind of goes off to the side, and uh, they go go to one shop, and you can see that in the window there are several different uh, styles of jewelry. And uh, they go inside, and the whole time, um, you notice as they go in that Edge kind of eyes the uh, display, but they go in, and you kind of follow, and there's, there's actually a little side, um, kind of a little cutout in the wall, and you can see a couple other guards from other houses standing there, and Bell kind of leads you over there, and he's like, these are designed so we can see the whole store. We just got to stay here, make sure nothing happens. They don't like us in the way while they're shopping. Give him an odd. And uh, take up position. Yeah. Um, about 20 minutes later, uh, you notice the again, the mother seems way more into this than the daughter is. And she's just like trying to trying to get her into it. She's like, oh, won't this be nice, dear? And it's just grunts. One word replies as they leave. They have uh, some little some little boxes that. um as they walk out, you see uh, the mother kind of wave across the street, and there's a uh, there's a collection of of kind of young men and young women standing around. And one of them comes over, and she's like, "Take these up to the Aki Manor, please. And uh, if you get it there safely, there'll be a tip for you." She kind of flips them a gold coin, and they take it and they run off. And she's like, "Ah, oh, very well. Okay, let's go get some dresses." And again, Edge just sighs. And uh, you head off down the street toward another store. And uh, it's, it's probably about halfway down the street. And uh, Belle is like, oh, shit. And uh, you look around and you notice that Edge is gone. Um, you kind of pass through a crowd of people. And when you came out the other side, Edge wasn't with you anymore. And he's like, oh, I've got, I've got to go find her. I'm sorry. Uh, Andrew, just, just follow her to the stores. Take up your position. I'm, I'm going to go get her back. And he kind of, like, turns and starts walking the other direction down the street. I'll, uh, I'll heed his word and uh, follow, by, follow the lady a little bit more closely than before. Still keeping my distance, but making sure I don't lose her. Yeah. And she doesn't, she, she like doesn't even turn around and check that you're there. She just walks on to the next door. We go in, uh, she does, when she gets to the door, she does kind of turn around and look and she sees you and she's like, where's my daughter? 
Bell is currently following her. I don't know where they went. Well, very well. It's her loss. And she turns and kind of sweeps into this dress shop. Um, and you're in here for a bit longer. Probably several hours until about noon. You're in this shop as she comes out in dress after dress after dress. Never asking your advice. Never indicating yeah, I, that you're there. Yeah, I'll, I'll just sort of stay there. Like, yeah, I'm doing my job. Um, other guards come in, kind of nod at you or roll their eyes as things happen. Um, but you're definitely in the shop longer than anybody else. Um, and eventually she comes out and she's like, no, I don't think I'll be buying any of those today. We're going to go to the other side of the market and see if there's something over there. And then she kind of brushes out, um, expecting you to yeah. follow. Yeah, I just quietly follow. Yeah, so as you're, as you're making your way across... I like I've been in this store for like hours. I'm like, as I get off, finally, yeah. <laughs> I think to myself. And uh, so as as you're making your way across the the market, you notice there's a, there's a there's a young man who has kind of like like you're following from a little bit of a distance. He's kind of halfway between you and and she off to the side. Um, yeah, and he's I'll, kind I'll, of I'll... he's kind of keeping pace with the two of you. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll very much keep an eye on this man. I'm we're like taking turns, and he he's he keeps following. I'll I'll make sure that I I sort of get with each step. I'll sort of get closer and closer to him. Uh, not not touching him or anything. Just making sure that I'm within grabbing distance. Yeah, still a bit, I, still I, very much keeping a, a, a keeping check on the lady as well. As you get closer, he kind of edges out to the side until like. As you get close to him, you end up kind of at an angle from her. And uh, and that's when you notice that there's actually another man on the other side kind of doing the same thing. And as soon as you notice him, you also notice that he kind of darts in. You see him kind of almost stumble a little bit and 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 like brace himself on the lady's back for just a second. And then he stands up. And her necklace comes with him. And she just turns around. And she's like, how dare you run into me? I can't believe you would. And he's like, sorry, 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 ma'am. Uh, so, yeah, after having this conversation, I'll, I'll walk up and I'll, I'll stand on his right, put my hand on his sort of left shoulder. I believe you got something there. I, I, don't, I don't know what you mean, sir. Uh, like, did he put it in a pocket or something? Um, uh, if, or... He, he seems to have slipped it somewhere. Um, but it's not out. It's not out in the open anymore. Maybe into a sleeve or something like that. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, tighten my grip on his shoulder. The necklace. I don't. I uh, I'm not sure. Uh, your your late your lady's getting away, sir. And you can see like she's already started walking. Yeah, I'll I'll start squeezing his shoulder. He uh, he's kind of like I don't I don't know. She's she's leaving and. And as you're having this conversation with him, suddenly, like, you feel a hand on your right shoulder, and it's the other man. And he's like, I think you might want to be uh, going on with your lady there, friend. Oh, oh, they really think they can take me, eh? They, they do. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Uh, I will uh, I'll, uh, use a subtle spell at... And cast Thaumaturgy yet again, because it's nice. amazing. I'll make my eyes pitch black. Like, you don't know who 
you are dealing with. So uh, you kind of turn your eyes to this one on your right, and you tell him that. And and you see him, like, he kind of, like, takes his hand off your shoulder. And the other guy starts to say something, and you whip your head around toward him. And he just, like, turns and starts running. And, like, as he after he takes a couple steps, you see the necklace kind of fall out of his sleeve onto the ground. Yeah, I'll... Uh... I'll scoop it up and then I'll uh, quickly, like, can I still see the lady? Yeah, yeah, she's a ways down uh, the yeah. street. Yeah, I'll just uh, scoop it up and then quickly he- head over to her. Uh, you're making your way uh, kind of in her direction when uh, something else catches your eye that's happening with her right now. Um, All right. She appears to be bracketed by a couple of uh, a couple of men who have now moved into position around her again. And as you as you notice, like one of them appears to have like some rope at his waist that he is like starting to kind of pull out. And the other one has a sack that he's kind of getting ready to like jump her with. I'll run up. Oh, lady, there you are, I say. And uh, like they'll like if she turns to me, they'll probably do the same, I assume. So a third man now steps out of the crowd and moves up, and he is going to attempt to grab her. He, like, reaches around and grabs both of her wrists. Yeah, there's no no people around. I mean, there there's, like, oh, passers-by yeah. and things, um, but at the same time, you're kind of passing through an alley between two shops, and uh, there's not, like, a, a large group of people. Uh, I'll be like, okay, I, di- I didn't want to, I didn't want to do this. But I guess I have no choice, I say, as uh, these very fine two wings sprout from my back. <laughs> like, my eyes turn wide. I'm like, a f- uh, start, like, a, a little bit of a temperament starts coming out. Like, oh, this is heavy. They don't know what they're in for. You, uh, you hear kind of a voice in the back of your head go, well, at least you're using it for good. Might not like the church, but damn, not a, not a dick. Uh, so I'm going to probably fly up about 10, 10 feet up so that they, they can't really reach me. Uh, I'll attack the bandit captain. You do your little uh, transformation. You fly up. You summon a sword that swings at the, the bandit captain, and he just just dodges yeah. it. The, uh, the two bandits, seeing that their, their boss appears to have her, they're going to pull out their crossbows fire at you. I'm going to shield. Yeah, so as he pulls out his crossbow, kind of aims it up at you and fires. Yeah, so I'm I'm just sort of hovering in midair. He pulls out his crossbow, shoots at me. This just blue aura appears around me as his bolt just dings dings off it and I like stare at him. And uh, the other bandit was in the midst of doing the same thing. Um, and this this blue aura kind of like throws him off and his shot just goes wild. The the lady is kind of too stunned to do anything at this exact moment in time. Yeah. And so the captain starts the captain starts dragging her backwards. Does he is that the only thing he does? Uh, yes, do- that is the only thing he's he's both of his hands are currently occupied holding on to her. I'll, I'll just sort of uh, and then I sort of swoop down in a swoop in a downwards angle so that I I land on the ground next to him. I'll, I'll just, as, I, as I'm soaring through the sky, uh, they're probably sort of following me, and I, I, like, look back, command my sword to attack the guy who almost hit me. He's still kind of looking at you as you, as you kind of soar through the alleyway, 
And as he as he's focused, as his attention is focused there, the sword just cuts him down. Uh, then I'm going to green flame blade. You uh you kind of swoop in over him as you're as you're soaring over your spiritual weapon cuts down the other uh, the other attacker, and you uh, you swoop in and as you bring your sword in to hit, it kind of lights up with this green flame and you hit him quite solidly. This this other bandit um is going to take a shot at you. This one's coming like straight for your head, and this same blue aura just blocks it. It kind of snaps in half in midair and falls to the ground. Yeah, I, 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 I like shoot him a dirty glance as he knows he's next. <laughs> he's fodder for my sword. She is going to attempt to break free. She's like, she's kind of woken up and she's struggling and she's like batting at him, but he's, he's still got a, a solid grip on her. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna let go of her and he's <sighs> gonna, he's gonna yell out to the other one. He's gonna go grab her. And then he's going to take his attacks on you. He, he swings his sword at you twice, and then he tries to sneak in with a dagger as well. Ding, ding, ding. And yeah, like this, this uh, the first couple, you kind of you kind of dodge. And while, while he maneuvered you into position for the dagger, that blue aura is still there, and he just can't seem to penetrate it. I will uh, command my sword to intercept him, and then I'll make the, the weapon attack. So your spiritual weapon slashes into him, opening this kind of huge gash across his chest. Um, and he start, he's kind of breathing heavily, but he is still on his feet. Uh, and uh, as it does that, I'm also going to focus my attention on the man in front of me. Uh, but I will use Green Flame Blade again. Just You're keeping up this barrage on him, just like trying to whittle down his armor, trying to find a weak spot somewhere. Just <clears throat> sort of uh, start stabbing him from all different angles. Flame leaps from my blade, attacks him. My sword is currently gutting his companion. This other guy is gonna kind of, kind of dodge carefully around, uh, around your sword here, and he's gonna run up and try to grab the woman. So he like he goes to grab her, and she just like wrenches herself back from him, and she's like, "No!" And then uh, on her turn, she's gonna start running. Yeah, lady, you should this leave. Way. This captain is going to go ahead and try to. Uh, he he's just gonna keep focusing on you. The so green, this, the green, yeah. the green vision from your from your sword is kind of throwing him off a little bit as he swings wildly at you. Yeah, I'm just like sort of, uh, just sort of getting desperate. The target's getting away. His companions are dying, and I'm just sort of keeping my cool, <laughs> holding my shield up, blocking all of his strikes. I'm gonna move my sword down over here, and there we go. And then I'm gonna attack this this guy again. He's just, the sword just guts him, and uh, he falls dead in the alley. Again, green flame blade. I will uh, stab this mofo. He's starting to bleed. He's starting to breathe heavily. He's he's not looking good. His, this, yeah. <laughs> the lady just yeah, got I, away. I'll, I'll shout, shout to him to surrender or die. Kind of steps back and holds up his hands, and he's like, all right, you got us. You're better at this than we expected you to be. What do you want? Well. Like, the, is there any other person in this uh, alleyway? Not really. Uh, it seems like a lot of the people who may have glanced down and seen this just decided to keep <clears> going and mind their own business. Um, and <laughs> yeah. and it hasn't really been that many, like, loud noises to necessarily summon any guards in the area or anything like that. I will use thaumaturgy to boom my voice, and I will shout for the guards. Yeah, the and Guards! <laughs> Your voice rings out and you, you see several people like at the end of the alley kind of glance in and, and jump 
um, as they hear your voice. <laughs> just Asimar standing here, got this guy. Like I don't even have a scratch on me. Just yeah, having this guy at my mercy. There's two um, dead bodies over it's there. It's a it's a couple minutes before the guards arrive. I will also uh, shout for the lady to come back here. You yeah. do so, but you don't see her return. Uh, she's just whoosh, she's whoosh, just, the she's, just she's just out of there. Yeah, then I'm gonna just tell him to like get get down on his uh, knees, and I'll I assume one like one of them had some rope. Is yeah, that this guy? Yeah, or? actually, the no one of the dead guys did. He had some rope and a sack. All right, then I will I'll get out my own rope because I'm not gonna move over to a dead body. I get get out my own rope. I'll I'll tie his hands behind his back. I'll turn off my ASMR form <laughs> of death. I will lead this guy over to try to find the lady. You kind of take off in the direction yeah. that she went. I'm, I'm not running, but I'm, I'm sort of holding, holding okay. this guy in, in front of me, but I'm, I'm sort of, uh, wa- I'm walking fast. Okay, so yeah, you're kind of, you're kind of uh, frog marching him down the alley following where she went. There's not really any like signs necessarily that you can see of her passing. You know, uh, the, the, the streets I'll, are paved. Yeah, I'll, I'll also just sort of uh, shout out like, Lady Air! Yeah, and you don't, you don't seem to get too much of a response at all. And as you, you finally come to kind of the end of the alley, you look out and there's kind of an open space there. Um, and you can see uh, some guards kind of rushing towards you from the crowd and some other people kind of pointing in your direction. You do notice what might be the same color as the lady was wearing kind of disappear into a building across the way. Uh, so the guards come up to me. I'll quickly explain the situation. Uh, this is a kidnapper, as are, as were those two. The guards kind of, uh, kind of look at him and they're like, "Oh yeah, we we know this one. We'll we'll take care of him. Thank you, sir." All right. Uh, any of you happen to see Lady Air? We got lot. We got separated. There was a lady running, but we we were kind of we thought she was just running from the chaos. Uh, she went, and they just kind of point behind her without any specific directions. Thank you for your help, anyway. I give, I give, the, I give them a very quick, small bow, and then I, I head on after what I assume to be Lady Air. Yeah, they just, um, they kind of nod at you. And uh, any specific direction you're headed, kind of in uh, where you saw the, the thing, or yeah, I'm just trying to. Uh, I like st- stop any guards I see along the way, like. You've seen Lady Air, Lady Air, and and some of them are like who, <laughs> and and others are like there. I mean, there's women running, and then uh, you feel kind of a kind of a a tug on the side of your clothes. I'll look over. There's a there's a a young, and and he's a young halfling, so he's like really small, and right. uh, he's looking up at you, and he's like, Duh, a lady ran over there into that building. Um, I think, I think somebody's in there with her. Is there like a, uh, a sign on this building? Uh, no, it is not labeled. In fact, it kind of looks like the back door of a place. Thank you, child. I, I say, and I head over. I, I will sort of like not walk in. I'll, I'll uh, loop around the house. Sure. Once, is there a sign on the other side? There is, but it looks very, very old, kind of worn down. It looks like this building may have once been a stable, but isn't anymore. Uh, I'll I'll knock on the door, wait like ten seconds, and then I'll I'll attempt to open it. It is locked. Is there a window? 
Uh, yeah, there are a few. Can I just sort of peek into a window? It looks like they have some pretty heavy curtains hung up around the, uh, uh, on the on these windows. All right, I'll, I'll walk back to the 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 other side to the other door, and I'll, I'll knock on that door. Excuse me. So you hear uh, maybe some like some shuffling, but that's all. Uh, I'll I'll sort of knock again a little bit loud. A little, Lady Air, are you in here? It is silent. Uh, I'll try the handle fairly gently, like try to just try to open the door normally. Um, this door is locked. I'll I'll, I'll give a I'll give a sigh like. <laughs> I'll look around, thinking to myself, "Ah oh, shit!" Uh, but I guess I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give a sigh as I uh, walk up to, like I, I like a closest guard, Lady Air of the Ackley family. Have you seen her? Um, not really sure who that is, but she, she, if she's from the Ackley family, she's pretty important. I give him a nod, very. What about her? I'm her bodyguard. We got lost in a scuffle. or some kidnappers. She didn't get taken away. She ran away. And okay. And I can't find her. Well, we can definitely put out the word through the market. Please do so. You have anything, safety is, anything, anything specific? Uh, I'll give him a description of her. Like this uh, uh, like light, dark skin... Uh, the color of her robes, yeah, and that kind of thing. Her hair color. He uh, he calls over one of the one of the messenger kids, and he uh, he flips him uh, like three silver to go spread the word to the other guards in the market. I give him a thanks. So, uh, what are you gonna do, stranger? I cross my arms. Well, I'm gonna have to keep looking for her. I don't know oh. where she went. All right, and. Uh, at that point, I'll, I'll start walking away and then I'll turn back. If someone sees her, tell, uh, tell her that I'll be in the, like, the approximate area of where we were heading, like the, like the clothing store she mentioned on the other side of town or whatever. Sure, sure, we'll do that. And uh, I'll head in that direction and I'll start looking. As, uh, as you turn to walk away um, from, the, from the building that you were just investigating, you do hear a slight scream. Okay, I'll... <laughs> Uh, the, I'll, I'll turn around. I assume the guards hear this as well. Yeah, and he's kind of looking at you. It might be her. I say as I run towards the the building. Uh, so do you want to do you want to try to go in the front or the back? Uh, it seemed like an old building, old doors and all that. Yeah, I'll attempt to kick in the front door. Yeah, so you kind of you kind of kick at the door and you can't get the angle quite right and it's a little it's a little bit before you get your leg fully extended and and you kind of hop back a little bit and he's like, "Here, let me help you." And the two of you together kick the yes. door in. We kick the door in like, "Ah, oh, heroes to the rescue." Exactly. And inside, damn cultists. Uh, you see three you see three individuals kind of behind them on a on a pile of uh, a pile of hay is is the lady as well. Uh, I will, like, assert the situation. No, I'm going to start. I am going to s- cast sleep. Well, the uh, the bandit falls asleep. It has to do, and then I'll just run in over here. Oh, I oh, don't. the lady falls asleep, too. That's for the best. <laughs> so I'm going to run in, guns blazing, as I will green flame blade this fool. You quickly cast this spell. You watch the lady and her bonds kind of, like, sag against them. 
And then you see uh, the kind of beefy fellow in the front slump over. But the two guys in robes seem completely unaffected. And it's so you, you draw deep, deep within you upon your wells of energy and you race forward and, uh, and swing hard at this cultist, setting the, setting the edge of his robe a little bit on fire as you, as you swing past with your green flame blade. He is going to respond. So you feel for a second, you feel your muscles kind of start to tense up. But you, uh, you shake off, you shake off the effect. One does not simply hold me. So this other guy is going to step over and also cast a spell. He tries yeah, to, he tries to inflict wounds on your uniform, and it just, it just doesn't work. Uh, this guy's asleep, and the guard is going to. Don't hit the guy that's asleep. They're too preoccupied with me. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So uh, this guy's been so focused on trying to grab you and hurt you that he gets a spear stuck in his side. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon again. I'm going to use Green Flame Blade yet again. You summon your sword once again and uh, have it have it stab at the guy right in front of you. And then you quickly turn and you swing at him and you almost feel like you're going to miss, but there's this, there's this almost like warm sense in your hands and you just, you manage to strike him. And the green like fire it. hits the guy in front of you and, and jumps to the other. Seeing how quickly you shrugged off their uh, their paralyzations. So he tries to do kind of this kind of this cool thing where he, he summons an axe next to you and then brings down flame on the other side. But since the axe hasn't really threatened you, you stay where you are and you don't dodge into the flame. And uh, you're left completely unscathed. And the other guy is going to go with his... Uh, tried and not so true strategy of attempting to touch you he grabs you and you can feel some of the life drain out of you but you're also able to hold on to some of it and he seems almost yeah. surprised that he hasn't been able to do more to you and the guard is going to take another swing at him once again he kind of he's stabbing this guy a little bit in the back he's not getting really like good strong strikes but he's definitely uh doing some damage doesn't he this guy touched me no i'm gonna use my spiritual weapon to attack. So the, this first guy, he gra like grabs me by the arm, start sucking the fucking life out of me. Then I quickly command my sword to kill his companion. And then sort of turning to him uh, as he sees his companion die, I like go for the, uh, the lunge with my own sword uh, using green flame blade, of course. You uh, kind of have your spiritual weapon attack the guy next to you and this guy who still actually has a hold of your... Uh of your arm, you kind of bring yes. your sword up both through his arm and his neck, like chopping yes. off the hand that touched you and his head at the yeah. same time as he falls. I stab his ass and then uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look at the sleeping bandit and I'm going to, uh, I'll toss my remaining robe over to the, the guard and uh, ask him to, could you please time him? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. He's kind of like in awe of you now. There's a little bit of hero worship going on. I'll, uh, I'll dismiss my spiritual weapon then I'll walk over to the lady and cut her bonds. Yeah, like trying to not wake her up, but if she okay. wakes up, then that's whatever. Sure. Um, kind of in this process, you have to move her a little bit, which kind of wakes her up as you're finishing it up. Um, right. She kind of blinks her eyes. She's like, where where am I? Well, it seems I, I, I'm like sort of uh, at her feet, cu cutting like her ankles loose. Failed my duty a little bit. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, it was just so scary. I didn't expect anything to happen like that in the market. Things do happen to very important people, but you're not hurt, are you? No, no, I, I seem to be fine. So it appears that you have done your job. 
and she kind of looks around the stable and there's like there's these dead bodies, this headless body over here and and this other one and she's like well, you seem you seem to have done your job very well. You even it's left that one you even left that one alive. It is my job to protect you and so I shall do this job. Um, and she kind of looks past you at the guard. She's like have that one sent up to uh, my house. I believe my captain of the guard will want to have words with him. And the guard just kind of nods at her <clears throat> and then shuffles the bandit out. Uh, I'll, I'll look down to myself, huh? since I'm not, since you don't seem to need it, I'll, I'll just sort of grab my arm, like healing myself up a bit to cast cure wounds on myself as well. And she kind of, she sits up and she's like, um, if you don't mind terribly much, I believe we'll be going back to the manor now. As you command, I say, and I sort of uh, gesture for her to lead the way. And her, you know, her dress is kind of like, kind of like rumpled like it's not like like disordered or anything it's just kind of crinkled and wrinkled from where she was laying out but she kind of like tries to straighten it out and like walks back with a with okay. a certain amount of dignity okay as she does i'm gonna use prestigitation to clean it off at the best of my ability she kind of makes eye contact with you and just inclines her head slightly and in, in a little bit of a nod of respect but not like deferential and you two start making your way back up the hill out of the market. Um, you're almost back to the upper gate when uh, you're kind of joined from the side by Edge and Bell. Bell like has his hand around Edge's wrist and he's almost like halfway dragging her. Um, is everything everything okay? I'll let the lady answer. She's like, um, we had a bit of excitement, but Andrin has performed his duty and we'll be heading back home now. And Bell's like, um... Yes, yes, my lady. I've I've found your daughter. I was just bringing her back as well, and like she doesn't even respond to him. And then and you all just walk back up the hill to the manor. You get there. Obviously, they're handed over to the house guards. They go they go up. Um, and uh, as soon as you get back to the guard room, Belle is like, "So, all the guards in the marketplace were looking for the lady. You know anything about that?" Well, I I sent them. You see, while you were off, uh, we got jumped twice. I see. About okay. six people. Wow. Um, <clears throat> what shape are they in? Uh, four dead, two captured. Uh, I assume... should be here somewhere. Oh. Oh, good. We had one sent up to the banner. That's that's good. The lord and lady like us to take care of these things ourselves. The uh, city guards, you know, they're, they're good for what they are, but we're the experts. Give them a, a bit of a nod. Yeah. Um... At one point, we heard like this booming echo of a voice through the through the market. Couldn't make out what it said, but it was uh, it was pretty nerve wracking for all of us. But I'm glad the lady's okay. I'm I'm glad you're earning your pay. Just just doing my job. <clears throat> well, you're doing it very well, and I think we have a good place for you. That being said, you've now uh, cemented your job cool. in the Aki family, and that brings us to the end of our tale today. I tell you this story to show you that things are dangerous for everyone in Volaris, both those who have newly arrived and those who have lived here their entire lives. Please, as you head back to your houses, please stay safe. And if you ever want another tale, please come back to the Temple of the Mistress of Knowledge, and I will tell you another. And that's the end of episode two of Tales from the Archivist. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. 
the archivist himself thanks you for listening, as do I. Uh, my name is Nathan, and I create all of these um, with the help of my players, but mostly by myself. Uh, it takes a lot of work to make each one of these. Um, the amount of time you spend listening to it is approximately uh, one-half to one-third of the time that I spend actually making it. And so uh, it does me good to know that people are listening to the fruits of my labor. Um, if you want to follow along and get future episodes, we have a Facebook page, uh, Tales from the Archivist. There's a Twitter account, at uh, from Archivist. There's also a subreddit, which is, of course, r slash Tales from the Archivist. Um, and uh, I don't really expect this to be a huge thing. Um, and this is just if you want to. I'm not going to beg or anything like that. Um, but we do also have a Patreon, which is Tales from the Archivist. Um, I'm releasing these every two weeks currently because I don't have the time to do it more often. Um, I would love to. Uh, in addition, if you're interested in possibly uh, lending your voice or your character to an episode of Tales from the Archivist, please, please reach out to me on the Facebook page. Um, I'm always looking for different different players, different ideas, um, I don't have a lot of restrictions for what type of character you bring into the setting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm available to run whatever kind of character you'd like to play. So if you would like to also play, um, you can go ahead and send me a message on Facebook or on Reddit. And uh, once again, just thank you very much for listening. Uh, it means a lot to me. I put a lot of work into making these, and I really like my finished product, and I just hope that everyone out there likes it as well. <laughs>